This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching In Theory. I'm Van Velding, and I watched this episode when it originally aired, and therefore I missed a lot of it. And I'm Derek, and I watched this when I was an adult, and so there wasn't a lot to miss. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. I This is the episode where... Data dates a chick. Yeah. But there's honestly only three or four scenes of that in this whole thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless you so, count so we're going to have to jump ahead a little like, bit at times. like 3A, I guess. <laughs> or 1A. Or 0. This is the prelude. Oh, yeah. this is this is the torpedo room. We don't, we don't get to see this too much yeah. in the series. Are they, is she like messing with... Or, or Is that what torpedoes look like? Or is that something completely different? Oh, yeah. No, no. If they had a Spock to bury, they would totally put him in this guy. <laughs> that's a torpedo. Because okay. she works security, right? And yeah. he's doing operations, and they're doing operations on a security thing, so there you go. Oh, see, I didn't know that she was security. I thought she was science like he was, because of the same colors and all. Um, yeah. But I forgot about security colors. And also that Data has no staff. But yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. does he need staff? <laughs> he's a filthy synthetic. We can just work him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not giving him holidays or anything. <laughs> I picture him going, uh, Worf, the torpedoes need maintenance. And Worf was like, I did maintenance. And he's like, no. And he grabs a pad out of his hand. He's like, give me these people. And throws the pad on the other side of the bridge. Got to fix your data. Like later on, later on, Worf's like, listen, she's under my command. So if she were hurt. And then, and like, I just want data to like look in directly. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to picture like five minutes later than the replimat. Like where they picked out that wedding gift from Miles yeah. and Keiko. Yeah. And Worf was like, uh, uh, and he shoves Data a little bit. That was for Genodosaura. Here, here, here. He's, he's, he has a battery that doesn't die, it seems. <laughs> or he grabs his bat, like he throws, he does like he does earlier, just takes off his sash and grabs the bat, like, walks out of it, walks out <laughs> yeah, of his room. Yeah. And you just hear ambulance siren, and the doctor presses the button going, all right, Worf, we've reattached everything. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is kind of like a um, a funny robot way of interpretation of like the whole like, hey, listen, if I ever date this guy again, just remind me why I broke up with him in the first place. Because Data yeah. has a perfect memory. So he's like, oh, listen, this is all things you hated. And if we actually pay attention to that list, um, some of it is a little trivial, like the way he slurps his soup. That's <laughs> uh, not trivial. That is a deal breaker. <laughs> Like, look, 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 look. Okay, all right. That is a reason to end a relationship. <laughs> However, it is an immature reason to end a relationship, yes. okay? Yeah, that's where Because you should say, you should talk to them about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's first. Just, that's just like, and listen, they, when, we, when we make soup, you eat it in the other room. <laughs> that's our comment. I mean, whatever. Communicate. Yeah. And if they're like, that's a stupid thing, we don't need to talk about it, that's a deal ender. Yeah. Um... If you need to change, like, every little aspect of their life to make them tolerable, maybe just let them live their f***ing life. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and everyone do, do has, like, else. their own lines and what they're willing to compromise on and not. And some of them, I mean, I think anyone has certain things that are just like, hey, look, I'm just, I don't want to compromise on this just because it's it's near and dear to me or it's something special or just whatever it is. And then we have some things that are like, hey, look, I don't want anyone that hits me or I don't want anyone that takes my money or any of that kind of um, totally and those are much more reasonable. Um, we have a mix of all of that, and that's fine. 
and it's it, you know it's language of television as well. Like you, we want real reasons. Like hey, um, Jeff was emotionally uh, unavailable, and also like oh, and he, <laughs> he did the stupid sock thing that O'Brien does. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, like watching science fiction for the '90s, socks are a big deal for oh, yeah. people. I mean, I guess maybe they're just a big deal in Hollywood. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if like socks are euphemism or something. I maybe so. I mean, look, socks go into the same category as my underwear and my my undershirts. Like, yeah, they get washed on hot. Like that's it. Yeah. You know, like there's no special place for socks in my heart. Maybe 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 like maybe the, I'm the android. Yeah, maybe maybe the inclination is to like say underwear. But then, like, standards and practices or whatever wouldn't let you. And so, like, socks was, like, the middle ground. It's not, it's like underwear, but it is underwear. Fair enough. That's, that's a pretty good idea, actually. Um, regardless, I, I think she has legitimate grievances against Jeff. <laughs> yeah, she does. And, yeah. But I, when Data is like, hey, you asked me to remind you why you broke up with Jeff, that is clearly something that she said offhand that Data takes literally. Yeah. Because, of course, um, he does. Yeah, but it's also a pretty good idea for someone to literally do that yeah, for you. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, just to remind you, because you're reacting emotionally, and you want you want someone to remind you of the logic of the situation. Also, Data's playing the clarinet, I think, I believe, or some woodwind instrument. The last time I saw Data play an instrument, it was the violin, I'm pretty sure. So it kind of threw me for a loop. When I first saw him, I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't he? And then I realized he's an android who plays, er- plays every instrument in the galaxy. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's how he and Keiko met, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I mean, it finally explains that mystery. Yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, uh, when O'Brien was sitting down, I didn't recognize that was Keiko. And so when O'Brien was sitting down with this girl, I'm like, oh, trouble in paradise. But then this happens. I'm like, oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> and so, so yeah. this is, uh, you know, at first you're like, what's going on? You know, you know. Why is she like so upset? And then she kind of talks about, oh, she's being overcritical of herself. And Data's a good friend here. He says, hey, look, um, I have super max, better than human perceptions of all of these things, and your stuff within within normal tolerances. And she's like, yeah, thanks, man. You're that's that's really good. Pick me up, blind. <laughs> yeah, and you know you trust Data because he's not gonna he's not gonna. Yeah, lie there's no that. there's no. Um, double talk with data and that's the more comforting thing that data doesn't see a reason to lie um because he he doesn't a have a reason to lie because he's superior to everyone on enterprise and everywhere (laughs) (laughs) but even if he wasn't um he doesn't see a need to um this is also weird like this is kind of like supposed to be a conversation about hey yeah we're married Uh, we've been married for like a month so we can give you advice on what it's like to be a relationship and look he He always leaves his socks everywhere, and so I thought I wasn't going to do it because he was an adult. But it turns out he's not an adult, and he can't pick up his own socks. Even though... And a woman's place is in the home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his, his yeah. dad always... O'Brien's dad always said, the woman's place is in the home picking up socks. <laughs> I mean, why don't... I, I do like that line from O'Brien, but I... It adds a playful air to it, but at the same freaking time... Yeah. Like... Talk about it, people. Yeah. Talk about well, it. Well, and see, this is also kind of a little uncomfortable because you realize that she's like, oh, yeah, Data, and we're dating too. We're, like, kind of dating too. Data did this thing. This is kind of funny where he, like, winks and stuff. Um, well, he, he does a little bit later. 
I do want to say big mood. Like I empathize with data a lot in this episode. Okay. Um, in terms, well, <laughs> no, I say things that are fact offhandedly. I say them factually and people are like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. And like, I wasn't intended to be humorous. Yeah. <laughs> like this has an aversion to orderliness. Like it's a problem. <laughs> do you know someone? She's do you dirty. have a card? She's dirty. Do you have, do you, have you watched the Mary Kondo? Like you need to organize your life. I'm burning this uniform after. <laughs> yeah, I like just... <laughs> that's the other thing too. Like she has so many clothes, and I'm like, why did any of them have any clothes? Like, why don't they just get the replicator to make them all the clothes they need for that day, and then just burn the rest? They do. That's oh. the deal. Is that O'Brien couldn't even throw his goddamn socks into the furnace? <laughs> There's a sock burning machine where he gets yeah. breakfast, and he couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, he's like, this ah, is funny because sucks. like we did this thing. This is like the only scene we get with Crusher. Um, and the, the only thing it has to do with is like, um, like, like something falling. This is, and the like best, that's it. this is the best special effect. It's like, hey, get a gaffer and then just leave a blank in this pattern. And we're going to put one underneath. <laughs> Here's data being you in every project you've ever done at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, no. And, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I imagine any time there's a project or there's, like, a, a special duty and you get to pick, like, your, like the guy that's going to help you, you always pick Data and you just, like, spin him <laughs> up, basically. Like, oh, man, Data, I wish I could figure this out. And he just does it for you. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you talk about your summers or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Data's like I, I do like that unidirectional nature of time bit. Yeah, like in in the proper hands, possibly even Data's <laughs> hands. That's a sick ass burn. Yeah, no, just like do the unidirectional nature of time. You're talking right out your ass. Yeah, it's impressive stuff. <laughs> it's like a fart with enunciation. It's amazing. Yeah, really. Um, and so here, this is kind of where we like where she kind of like this is her big romantic gesture. He's like, oh man, your robot talk. It's so cool. I wish. Why can't I find guys like you who are just emotionally unavailable and and can talk to me like I'm barely in the room <laughs> and, and lack a complete awareness of their own emotional needs? God, isn't that the goals? Um, find a find a woman who wants both. <laughs> he just he has emotions for me, but not himself. And I just like I, I I'm not I don't want to insult Jenna Desura here. I would like to insult the writing behind Jenna yeah. Desura, because like there's so many great things happening in this episode. Uh, it's hard to get into them all. Like there are so many women who've thrown themselves at Data because Data is a safe male figure. Yeah, um, and that and that's kind of uh, uh, an indictment in and of itself. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This episode I think hits pretty hard back at things this show has done before. Yeah. Um, I think I good. think if it does that, I don't think it was intentional, and it, it might be what you're bringing to the episode. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. um, because I, I have a hard time believing that they would they would think that through and then write Jenna the way they write Jenna as almost like a broken person. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of like imagine imagine if I just wrote a Markov bot that just says romantic things and then someone falls in love with it. That person is probably <laughs> like needs to see a counselor people have jizzed on cars so i <laughs> yeah, mean i mean they, they need to see counselors <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know right. I, I i don't know enough about that to be like condescending about it yeah 
Intuitively, I would agree with you. So this is this is Data's uh, first uh, first visit in a tour of pissing and telling. I know, right? Um, and props yeah. to Guinan. I mean, this is so weird. Troy is always like, "Hey, um, you don't have any emotions, Data." Ha ha ha. And Guinan's like, "Hey, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're preoccupied." Like she can intuit Data, <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, why can't Troy do this? <laughs> Because Troy pretty heavily relies on her empathic abilities, which don't give Data, like, real feelings. So, But, I mean, like, how um, is Guinan doing it? Like, she's doing it by empathy. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like, we learn later that her people... We learn later that her people are also kind of empathic. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> what? So that they're undermines better, this. They're just a better empathy, empathic than Troy. This is so... I've, Stellan's got a vendetta against Troy's... The actresses, Africa. Marina because yeah, she, she's an attractive woman in Hollywood. She's thus there to be nice and to make. Um, I think sometimes women are used as the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine of an otherwise unobjectionable story go down. Yeah, that that doesn't. That's not better in my head. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I I I like this conversation though. I I like this vignette. It just slows down the practice i mean i think it's fine because it makes it makes like within the story structure it makes sense that data would do this i although we've never seen him really talk to Guinan by himself before like like as mm. just a friend would um i don't think we have no but uh i mean i'll but like if if data wants advice and he goes to Guinan, i'll buy it i mean everyone does yeah everyone does i mean if anything going to the bartender for advice hey yeah. it's spot yeah uh, I totally forgot about Spot, and then, like, uh... <laughs> cats love being held like that. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, big fans. Big fans. I mean, this cat has to be trained to love it. <laughs> True. Um. So when I when I first saw this episode, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So Jenna Desora is a psycho, and she went into Data's room and picked up one of <laughs> one of his socks that he forgot to throw in the furnace or something. God, not so lucky. We? <laughs> we get this goddamn B plot. Yeah, it's pretty garbage. So I mean, the B plot is essentially, hey, here's a, a nebula, but made of dark matter. So dark matter is, is spooky and crazy. We don't know what it's gonna do. And then all of a sudden, um, things start like phasing in and out of space time. I mean, in that the only property we currently know of dark matter is that it has mass. Yeah. And therefore, f***s up all of our equations. It's basically just the X in our gravity equations. <laughs> Where we're like, okay, like, X consistently does this to, to make all these equations work. Yeah. And that X is what we call dark matter. We had no f***ing idea. So, I mean, sure, why not? It lets cats out of room. The, thing, the things with quantum physics as well, is that, and I think people may or may not realize, is that um, they're so it's so highly theoretical that there are branches of math that are created in order to try to reconcile some of the things that we can't really study. Um, and so, like, dark matter is one of those things, um, and uh, uh, string theory is one of those things, etc. And so, like, people will yeah. kind of go down this line just to see, but... Um, we don't know about this stuff. We just are trying to reason about it. It would have been great if halfway through this scene, Data is like, Jordy, I'm sorry. You're my best friend. I love you. We are the co-hosts of Data and Jordy in the morning. <laughs> I'm s shut up. Yeah, I shouldn't have you asked have you. No, yeah, you have no. Yeah, like, I, uh, what if Data said, like, hey, Jordy, uh, never mind. <laughs> and Jordy's <laughs> like, like, no, no, Data, what's up? He's like, 
Well, I was going to ask you about advice for a woman, but then I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jordy, I have a relationship problem. Could you get me in touch with Wesley at Starfleet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or anyone. Maybe Warp. Warp might be a good Anyone. He's probably tail deep in that free love yeah. stuff. And so, just now we're yeah, like, now, now we're in Troy. Yeah, now yeah, now we're in the anti Guinan, uh, who, who's like Guinan said, "Hey, you shouldn't ask for advice. You should just kind of fumble through it." And then Troy's like, yeah. "Oh no, like danger, Will Robinson. Things are things are going to be in trouble. You need to be very careful, Data." And um, like she didn't take the advice. Cleons like, feel like consents for wimps. Cleons aren't big on consent. I, but no, Troy is all like, uh, be careful though. She's a real human and you can't just experiment with a real human's feelings. Yeah, she just had, yeah, she had That's this tone that was very like, like, oh no, Data, oh Data, no, you need to be very careful. And I mean, it's true, but she made this assumption that Data is running an experiment on this woman. And I mean, you should know better than that. He has no malice in her. Like, <laughs> oh, and this, this scene. <laughs> he can be indifferent. He can hurt her. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he talks to Riker, and yeah. Riker's like, "Data, when you're in a relationship, the rewards. Ah, well, you'll see, Data." <laughs> and Data's like, "Sir, I've had an orgasm before." It's like, "Oh, so you know that? All right, that's <laughs> no, great, fantastic. You're, yeah, yeah. you're all over. It. Best part." So this is the thing, <laughs> this is the thing that frustrates me. You know, she's going to get all of this stuff. Uh, you know, about this particular. See, just Jenna mm-hmm. knows that. Jenna knows that Data's not going to give a re. Um, He's going to return uh, her feelings. And I was like, okay, if she knew that, then do you think that she would really be going for Data? Because I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. You're talking out of your ass, Marcus. I think people know what they're into. But I think he also means that Jenna has accepted the possibility of her being hurt in this relationship. As with every relationship. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I didn't date enough. Um, or, or maybe I didn't talk to the right people. But... I don't know if that's true that people accept the hurt. I mean, they ought to. So I mean, they ought to. They ought to is certainly true. <laughs> also, because like, oh, I just don't understand women. They're so complicated. It's like the way not the species. Isn't that hilarious, Mister Data? Shut the fuck up. This episode. You know, and he was a like, playboy in his own right. I think, like, he was. It's like, but how? How does I? I I know Picard wants to piece out of that conversation, but yeah. saying women are complicated, lol, is just the worst <laughs> cop out. Yeah. He's like, look, it's, you know, I couldn't offer any better advice than. Good luck. I want to yeah. say Guinan, but the script says Troy here. So. <laughs> yeah, look. go talk to Troy. Yeah. <laughs> go talk to Guy of uh, Troy. Troy. Yeah. Or you could just cut that scene entirely um, and and not have it. Yeah. And Data just doesn't talk to Picard about it. So. Yeah, so I mean, I mean she's um we kind of get a sense of the Sora that she um is kind of a broken person. Um and it's not that has anything to do with like her messy okay. Uh, uh, thank I mean, you. So, I was about to get real personal. There's so yeah. many things that I'm frustrated by. So one, his like his intentional robot gestures, like we've seen him not keep his arms straight like many times when he's doing things. But for some yeah. reason when he's like, ah, oh, I've read about this gesture of hugging therefore i need to just from my waist never bend my arms and hold them straight out in front of me look i mean look how stiff he's being now he's never usually yeah. like this yeah <laughs> look at this like this is like it's just so like oh you forgot that data's a robot so here's a whole bunch of bi language to remind you 
Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's not consistent with what we've seen of Data. Yeah. But, you know, even from the start, we've said, look, if he's lieutenant commander, he should have a handle on this feeling bullshit. Yeah. Uh, which he obviously doesn't. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too, is that he says, um, I'm not capable of feeling love. It's like, okay, well, we can know. The things that we know are Data's never felt love. Um, we can infer that someone has told him he's incapable of feeling love because he can't determine that himself, it seems. Look at that. Ugh. He can't determine that himself. Yeah, his, his very intentional head bend, stiff kiss. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he's never he's never experienced love, and someone told him that he um, he can't fall in love. So how does he know he can't experience love if he's never experienced love before? The the accepted top level explicit it, belief of the crew is that he does not feel emotions. Yeah. Now you and I know he does feel emotions, right? Um. He just doesn't recognize, no one recognizes them as such. Right. And, so and that's the other thing, too, I, is that you can't really define it. Like, you can't define these emotions that he's not supposed to be having. I mean, you can't, you cannot, to some extent. However, I think part of what we see in this episode is that Data, by trying to play the role of a boyfriend, distances himself from, like, what actually makes him a good boyfriend. Yeah. He, instead of saying, "Hey, look, I don't have uh, emotions. I have schmiggly borps." Yeah. Then, <laughs> but she likes me for my schmiggly borps. Yeah. Instead, he goes, "I have no emotions. Uh, this project's already failed. I'm just gonna make her subroutine yeah. to simulate emotions." Yeah. And yeah, so this I mean, he... entire good. So this entire episode could be fairly interpreted as someone trying to play the role of a lover instead of. It's going to make me die a little inside to say it. Just being themselves. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Data actually has another um, uh, a space startup uh, that's that's offering uh, love as a service. <laughs> and so that's why he's trying to create an algorithm for it. Um, no, it, it, the, the, he does talk about creating a program, but we don't know what the program is for, actually. We just hear that he's creating a program. We can infer that as something to do with dating this woman. But that's a good point. Um when he wasn't trying to do anything, when he was just being himself, uh, she was like, oh, man, I think I like this guy. Um, and then he creates – he's like, oh, man, there's a, this n another dimension to our relationship. And so now um, I have to, like, put another layer onto myself to meet that dimension when in actuality right. should just kind of keep being who he is. Exactly. And that makes sense. Um and then we get this scene where I I guess maybe Genodosaurus is like, look, I'm into biosynthetic play, so we're going to have one night where you come over and you're completely synthetic, and then we're going to have one night where I come over and I'm completely biological, and yeah. <laughs> that's going to turn me on and we're going to have scene, we're See, have sex after this scene. Yeah, this is, and this is kind of another thing, is that, uh, and she's kind of gracious here, um, you know, but she was way more understanding before, you know what I mean? Like, she was like, like, yeah. She says, like, man, I wish we could go back in time and, and you could be, you know, with me on those nights. And it's like, you dummy. Time doesn't work that way. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're right. You're so funny. But now what she's is like... What is this, USS Voyager? <laughs> yeah. And so, but now, um, I mean, she's she recognizes that he's doing things and she kind of corrects them. But she should have known that ahead of time. Like, she should have known Data well enough to be able to say, I'm not going to tell him to go back to his painting when I know he's going to do that literally. Like, how do you... Yeah, like, exactly. You, you, you know him that he's going to do that, and you can't be mad at him for that. Like, Give something in this relationship. Yeah. 
I also love that she's like, oh, the cat's out of the bed. And Dave's like, spot. And she's like, no, it's just a turn of phrase. Yeah, it's kind of cute. Wait, is your f***ing cat in a bag somewhere? <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice plush bag with a whole bunch of cat in it, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be a nice bag, though. Yeah. Um, Data just strikes us immediately as a loving cat owner. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but that's a good point. Where is Spot? <laughs> Spots somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have many questions now. I did not realize this until now, but we get into Data's quarters a lot and don't see Spot. And now, <laughs> is he allowed to just run the ship? Um, I I think it's based on this episode, but people joke about Spot getting out. Um, okay. Also, Spot's played by different cats, so and changes gender. Okay. So we're pretty sure Spot just dies a lot. Um, <laughs> just, just like. Yeah, he's just like in summer. And so here, like, this is almost like a teacher-student scene where, like, she's like, oh, let me teach you about human emotions. Um, I'm giving you this thing, and you need to make me feel good about it. Um, and uh, I'm not going to tell you how, um, but, you know, like, go do your best. And she's gracious here, but she should have known all of this before. Like, how did she not know this? Also, how do you how do you reference a book of love that doesn't fucking exist yeah, no, that's weird. to a robot who takes everything literally yeah. he's gonna be in the library for hours woman <laughs> yeah yeah he's like uh, hey data um you seem preoccupied he's like yeah i've devoted about 90 percent of my resources to scanning all literature in space for this book of love i can't find it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm starting to think maybe it's and a like, combination of books written in a code so now i'm now i'm a layer out also, when you give someone a gift, they're obligated to do nothing. Yeah. They can rub their yeah. dick on it and yeah. throw it directly in the it's trash. Like, oh, excellent. Another and you're like, to come on. fantastic. Fanta- I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that, that you had that thing yeah. to do what you wanted with it. And see, that's Goodbye. what I'm talking about. Like, that's she, what a gift is. Yeah. That's like the definition of gift. Yeah. Like, she goes from, like, a person that seems to accept data for who she is to someone that's trying to change data. And then she also has kind of this subplot of just like, oh, yeah, no, I, you know, like I, I, I'll, I go for these uh, emotionally unavoidable men and it's like, ooh, cool. So it sounds like you might need to talk to someone like um, you, you know, you kind of getting hung up on that might be uh, something that you have to work through yourself. Um, and yeah, then like, you're, you're being safe in relationships. Right. You're not truly opening yourself up to, to the emotions of them. Yeah. Um, and this is, the, we're talking about the bebop because it's not stupid. And like, yeah, we're, we're required to talk about the B plot. It sucks. <laughs> the planet just appeared because dark matter. Um, there. How do you have a class in planet <laughs> in a field of things that make space van- like, first off, if you have distortions in space time, yeah. then what should happen is you got a, a bubble or whatever, which bubble, of course. But, like, things, if it's in space-time, so you just run across that, right? Yeah. If it is a 50-foot-wide space bubble and it goes through your electrical circuit, the electricity is still going to cover across it because it doesn't stop existing in between there. You've stretched the space-time upon which the electrical circuit exists across your goddamn bubble. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, 50 50 meters. 50 meters across. It's still fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) Like, that doesn't make sense, but how do you have a class in planet with the phenomena seen here where stuff, except for f***ing air, just disappears? Um, yeah, I makes mean, I, no don't, sense. I don't know. Um, the, it, it's so wild that, um, like, they, you would expect, like, 
it to be almost like it would become like a like a, if it disappeared. I guess it depends if it disappears or it collapses into like a, an infinitesimally small point. Cause I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, we're, yep. we're at the third and last scene of Data and Jenna yeah, Desori's relationship. Yeah, yeah. He walks in with a little people. case, and I almost expect that with with him studying everything he has, it's not like I brought a pizza, Jenna Desori, yeah. and because you live in a future with no currency, yeah, yeah. you I, don't have any way to pay for it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, so I've been scanning all the romantic literature, and I found this book of love you mentioned. It's in the Honeymooners. <laughs> <laughs> Computer, play Riker, anything from the Riker yeah, list. Yeah. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> Yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's definitely like written a subroutine of Riker and like doing all of the Riker moves. Uh, uh, yeah, it's but this is like, the nadir. Yeah. Right. Um, you said in the pre-roll you thought he was broken by the dark matter spots. Yeah, so, you know, like when this happened, I was like, okay, I have, I have questions and concerns. I thought maybe... The dark matter spots like somehow gave him emotions for a brief moment, or like um, it mangled. He had like his a space time stroke, somehow, yeah. or 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 something. Uh, but no, we just find out that he finds some weird romantic literature, <laughs> and he starts doing all of these super uncharacteristic things, which doesn't really make sense because it seems like he would be more of like a gradual improvement guy as opposed to like let's try something wildly different. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he learned the clarinet and the violin, so he's probably just used to downloading stuff and going with it, <laughs> which probably works great for instruments, you know? Yeah. Not so great for people. Yeah. So, I mean, he... I mean, let, let's good. be honest. He's probably A-plus in the bedroom. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. He can do whatever you want him to do. And he'll ask. He'll ask what you want. Um, and so this is... Uh, this is where things kind of get the most weird from both of them. Um, we, we also kind of get like, like she's uncomfortable one moment and then she's smiling the next and then he's like cleaning up and singing and he's like, uh, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> yeah. I, I think part of his act is that he, it is an act. He must perform actions. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh. You know, the, the simple act of just being together and having shared interests isn't something that's in him yeah. because it's all about the performance of the romance. Yeah. And I mean, like, she could have told him, totally told him that. Like, hey, look, Ada, I really liked you before you started doing all this algorithm junk. Can you just stop it? Like, just, do, yeah. just don't create an algorithm for me. Treat me like you did before. Yeah, I, th I thought I could train the algorithm. It turns <laughs> yeah. out I'm no, I'm no Googleist. Yeah. So I can't do that. Um, I should get like a doctorate in like machine learning and kind of like start um, applying some some heuristics. Um, yeah. So he's like, maybe I'm not complimenting you. <laughs> then he just begins blatantly complimenting you, which <laughs> yeah, is so like, creepy. Yeah. Perfectly creepy, by the way. This was directed by Patrick Stewart. This is his first uh, episode that he directed. I thought he directed one early, but I guess not. Okay. So. And he did a good job with it. Yeah, and so we understand. I don't know what he means about a solicitous mate. I mean, he's not trying to become a boyfriend. He's already a boyfriend. Um, yeah, I think he's soliciting... Oh, like uh, sex. Affection. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so this is also weird. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just like, creepy. Yeah, it's just creepy. Because, like, I mean, the minute he gets that angry, you're like, wait a minute, this machine could kill me. <laughs> like, you know, like, if he doesn't, like, yeah. keep track of how much strength he applies, he can just grip right through my arm. Yeah. 
but it's a lover's quarrel, right? It's part of the equation. They have lover's quarrel. Yeah, so but she, she doesn't He know. picked up on the cue. Yeah. Oh, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, so. I've, been, I've been told that if we fight, then we can make up and everything's cool. Um, and, you know, that doesn't, like, these are all, these are all, like, algorithmic interpretations of um, applying romance poorly. Uh, and I get it. Um, but the, the, the reason why I, I guess I don't like this episode is because it, it built itself on a premise that I know to be wrong. And that's data can't feel love. Data has no emotions. I think that's what bothers me. And I I do think it's hilarious where she's like, you're put you're making up all these emotions data, but (laughs) you're not doing it realistically (laughs) enough. You know, you're not selling it. Yeah. It's a little fakey. He's like, so if I was faking better, you'd be fine. She's like, I'd be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be better at faking it. You're fine. Yeah. So um, this is interesting. So we learned that Data has a supercomputer in his brain. Who knew? And she kind of gets <laughs> mad because she's like, oh, not mad, but she's like, oh, wow, I'm only like a factor in his very rich um, thinking processes or whatever. And I'm not like the thing he thinks <laughs> about the most, but it's like, you should have known that. Like, you should have known. Like, the dude that's asleep, he has super cute in his brain, he's doing multiple things at once, he could crush anyone in the Enterprise. Like, how do you not know this? I, the thing is, is that he's kissing her and he's not thinking about her, or how yeah. much he likes her, or yeah. the, the pleasure, the sensual pleasures of the physical contact with her. Yeah. Or all of the things you might expect um, of a, in parentheses, human lover. Yeah. Um, which obviously he's he's not human. Yeah. So it's not that he's not thinking of her with the full extent of his mind. It's just that she is simply a problem to be solved. You know, she is a variable in an equation and not necessarily one that um, he feels strongly about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I think that uh, this is this is where like the B plot tries to steal the show, and then you were reminded how dumb it is. This dude, <laughs> he almost gets ghosted by a panel that disappears. <laughs> I mean, you know, he touched the live wire. <laughs> why do you so why are you running a live wire with that many amps at the at that close to like the touch panel? Look, they run this whole ship on plasma, man. <laughs> it's, um, just, it's just thinly veiled plasma. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the deal is, is that part of the ship's disappearing, and if they go oh, too I fast, there's too many things. Um, he what? talks to the woman before she dies. And, oh yeah. Um, I, I didn't catch that they were the same person. And this is, like, this is creepy. Like, this is like, whoa. Um, oh yeah, no. Um. Her, her getting trapped in this deck is, is, uh, a pretty good one. In terms of, like, messed up space will kill you deaths, yeah. this is top notch. Yeah, and so then you're wondering, like, is she cut in half? Or is she like fused, or are there like parts of her legs that are like just rattling around and like the inter interwoven like parts? Yeah, interstructure. Or they're just dangling out of a ceiling on the next yeah, level. Yeah, or down. something yeah. like where her legs. Basically. Um, yeah, that's actually not the question. <laughs> the the question is is that a disruption to her elbow and her lower torso wouldn't have killed her. She should have still been alive and slowly dying when Jordy found her. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I thought too. Uh, the only thing I thought of maybe is that um, it maybe it clipped one of her lungs, but then yeah, she'd still have the other one. She just would have trouble breathing. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, she she definitely she definitely wouldn't have died that fast. That's for sure. Like. It would, and yeah. If there was a different bisection, then I would have bought it, like something to do with the heart, um, or, the, or, or the both head. lungs. But I mean, as quick as it was, yeah. uh, even if it was her heart, I think Jordy would have seen her last, her last juddering attempts for breath before she died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like she would have died that fast. Yeah, I, 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 I don't begrudge Star Trek that. This is this is a, a show for all ages. We don't need yeah. gruesome deaths. That yeah. that was pretty gruesome on its own. Yeah, yeah, it was as gruesome um, as you're gonna just get. Thinking about um, but yeah, like she's she's, oh, a, she's that's, a little bit wrong. That's Jenna at Worf Station taking over whenever he goes to the ready room. Oh, okay. Which is a nice touch. Yeah, uh, no, it one is one of a my good favorite touch. parts of this episode. Um, oh my god, yeah. why is Picard <laughs> piloting this shuttle? It's dramatic. Riker's like, hey, it's me. I'm an excellent pilot on the EXO. I'm going to go ahead and pilot the one shuttle we've decided to use to yeah. uh, run ahead on this. And Picard's like, no, I have to do it. So yeah, I don't and get Riker's this. Like, like, why? It seems like there should have been at least a conversation about piloting skill. Like, no, yeah. I'm the better pilot. No, I'm the better pilot. Well, I've logged this many hours. No, I've logged this many hours. And he's like, well, it's not really that dangerous. Let me go instead. Whatever. Like if Riker takes off his combat, she just puts a hand on Picard's chest. Okay, why? Okay, everybody on the bridge, why? <laughs> why everybody on the bridge? Yeah. And Worf's like, I don't know. And Troy's like, ah, it sounds like bullshit, sirs. <laughs> Ensign McKnight turns around. Fuck no, it should definitely be Riker, sir. <laughs> what are you, high, Picard? <laughs> <laughs> Captain, have you been taking stupid pills? Like, I've been replaced by an alien again. You got me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the boy. There's a C-plot here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't get like kicked. why? Yeah, and see, here's why the is there part? Like, so he's got to go because reasons. But then they mitigate the danger using O'Brien. So then, who cared? Then he didn't have to go because whoever could have gone there could have just, all right, we'll beam him out and try again. Like, I mean, don't you have infinity amount of these transporters? It'd be great if I was like, we get to use a shuttle, and Data just slaps him because, like, why do I have to use a shuttle? And Data slaps Picard. It's like, we have, we have a million probes on this big cruise liner, you assholes. Yeah, and that's another We're just thing, in, like, a like, million probes. Never mind the fact that we have Data, who's objectively better than everyone on this crew and everything. <laughs> Picard's yeah. like, no, we gotta do it. Which, I mean, okay, I'll give you the whole, like, let's not use Data for everything thing. Um... But I mean, saying that I gotta do it, like, well, you're not really the best on the ship, so you might not even be the best on the bridge, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Data gut punch to the captain, I'm taking the shuttle. Righto. Data's like, the commander has a point, sir. Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of uh, annoying about this is that. You, we don't know the distances, but the way they took off, it looked like the Enterprise was way too close to this shuttle. Like, I know, right? To, like, dodge this stuff. Um, and, like, it just defeats the whole purpose. And then later, Riker's like, all right, listen, um, looks like he, he's making more serious maneuvers, so we need to back off so we have more time to uh, manual. Oh, yeah, this is what he's talking about. Um, yeah. And it's like, no, you should have been that close to begin with. What are you like? <laughs> we just got over how big it is. Like you should be able to see the shuttle. It should be on instruments. <laughs> oh shit, Riker, we're in level two now. Yeah, yeah. So I've, much closer. I've, uh, <laughs> I, I only have one man left. <laughs> and, and I just. <laughs> I mean, so like, like and, and like this is sort of a data data check. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? So yeah, they try <laughs> to like. So I mean, if if impulse. 
else is speed of light, then I assume warp is just orders of magnitude above that. And so yes. you don't even have to go to warp nine. Like let's say warp eight or warp seven. Wouldn't you be going? I mean, they never talk about how warp works, but wouldn't you be going yeah. so fast that even in, in any of these flicker, like any of these holes, it would just be a flicker? Like it just it wouldn't yeah. ever. It, nothing would have ever happened quick enough to hurt anyone. It's a good point. I never thought of that, but I think you're absolutely correct about that. Rather than a boss battle with a poorly rendered <laughs> circle. No, you don't understand. I have the high score on Gadiga. <laughs> oh, Brian, put some quarters in this thing. <laughs> I'm out of quarters. Oh, Brian, give me your sock drawer money. <laughs> oh, no. I God. wonder if he's dead. Could he be dead? I wonder oh, God, dead. maybe he's dead. <laughs> the Borg didn't kill him. He probably died from the fucking Dark Matter Nebula. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous planet. We'll name it the Picard was a dummy nebula. I was like, alright, I'm captain now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Of course Picard's back. He's like, oh, I'm just dizzy. And, oh, one of course O'Brien can't lock on to him either. O'Brien's like, I can't lock on to him. I was like, why you can't you? Yeah, and you should have already O'Brien's like, it's, it's in the script, sir. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> it's drama. Yeah, like that's the thing that bothered me. He was like, he's like, hey, lock him to the captain. Like before they left, lock him to the captain so that we can pull him out of there. He's like, radio. And then he's like, I pull him out of there. And he's like, I'm having trouble walking. You're not paying attention to my orders. I just, but how do you lose the lock? Oh, it was interference from the dark matter. Really? Was it interference from the we've dark been, matter? Yeah, we've been dodging it this whole time. How was there interference? Like, specifically, it doesn't interfere with our sensors enough to know it's even... Oh, fuck. Yeah. We're, we're back to the plot now. Back to the yeah. actual plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just... It's a... God. It's ooh, spooky space things you know nothing about. Ooh. A plot, in this case, standing for actual plot. B plot, standing for bullshit plot. <laughs> Bogus plot. So, yeah. I, uh, I think it's fascinating, she'll say it later, that in all of his research, Data is... He looks at all the freaking romance cliches... Yeah. But he doesn't know what we mean to talk is. It would be great if she's like, look, Data, we need to talk. He's like, oh, so our relationship is over. She's like, yeah, yeah, it is. He's like, yeah. all right, that's cool. Which Let's I get mean, out of like, here. This... You want some spaghetti? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got, I got food. Like, uh, I've algorithmed some food. You want some food? It's like, that food's probably good. All right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, actually, you're probably the best cook yeah. in Enterprise. Yeah, sure. Let's... <laughs> and so, like, that's the, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that um breaking like so if you want to buy into data's bullshit um then breaking up with him is the easiest like you could be the most callous person on the planet and it's like all right cool like he just won't <laughs> he won't it won't register right it shouldn't you literally to, can't like, hurt his feelings according to him it'd be great if she pops in and she's like i right, we're done or like she texts them or she's like work tell, tell data that i'm dumping him I think the best way, though, would just be like he picks up Spot and there's like a note on Spot's collar. He's like, yeah. From Jenna DeSora, we over. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, or like, or like she's walking by his room and like the door opens and she throws like a note into his head and he's like, later, nerd. And like just walks out and he uncrumples the note and he's like, we're done. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're over. <laughs> and like you could have totally done that if because if it's simply believe then who cares like he doesn't register it so it's not a mean thing because it's not going to hurt him at all he's he's invulnerable to human callousness yeah although it is interesting she's like hey look uh 
nothing I say or do is gonna make you sad or happy or touch me anyway. And that is interesting how on one on a in one way rejection. it is her demanding power over him. Yeah. Um and then in another way it's just saying, Hey, I want my presence to affect you. Yeah. I, I want yeah. to be important to you. Yeah. And you know, and but it's like we've already seen him have important relationships. Like if Jordy is doing things, he pays extra attention. If like people that he likes are doing things, he pays extra attention. Um, yeah. So obviously, like there are importance. And when he says projection, he doesn't say like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I don't care about you at all. Um, he does <laughs> not say that. He says like you projected a thing, and that sounds valid. Um, but yeah. yeah, I the interesting thing is is that so many of the conflict run into by Jordy and Data could be resolved if Jordy were to date Data. <laughs> um, so. so this is supposed to be like oh by myself kind of scene, um, but with robots mm-hmm. instead. Robots in a cat. I take it with a, a Data as cold as hell Yeah. outro like, like we've had before where like Data's like, no, I'm a robot. It over. Yeah. Uh, cold as ice. Yeah, well, I mean, like, um, the coldest response he could have come up with was the response he gave, which is like, oh, are we done? All right, I'll delete your program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Whoa. that's the thing, is that it's not intentionally cold, but, like, he simply isn't, Yeah, you know, he isn't emotionally. And again, big mood, like, this is an abbreviated history of much of my early dating life. So, um, but, like, you know, so I relate to this, where you know, imposter syndrome in relationships, I think is something that people feel, you know, um, do I really feel this? And then there's always, uh, material, material issues that come up as well. Whenever data's cleaning Jenna's room, you're like, well, is this just a service that he provides for her? Um, does she love him any more than he loves her? Or is he just like a cleaning apparatus with an amazing (laughs) penis? The world may never know. Yeah. So, final thoughts uh, in theory. Um, in theory, um, I you know I think it just highlights some of the problems I have with the writing around the character and the whole lack of emotions that um, I don't believe to be true. Um, I, I feel like we've seen evidence of the contrary, um, and so this whole episode is kind of built on a faulty premise. We do get some weird robot things that also don't track. We've seen Data be fluid in his motions, but he's somehow robotic when it comes to hugging and things, and that doesn't make any sense. B-plot's garbage, um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't think this is a good episode. I think maybe you could flip it, like, I feel like it has a good premise, some good bones. Um, you could have, like, what I would have loved to have seen is not not Data re-examining whether or not he has emotions, but, like, a crack. Like, just a, oh, maybe I don't know. Like, because he has no way of knowing the things that he states with facts that he doesn't have any emotions and you can't feel love. Um, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's, I, I you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan, but, um, future zone, I guess. I think it's one of the best episodes of season four, despite the totally bad B plot. I also do want to mention that Jenna DeSora is played by Michelle Scarabelli, that you might know better from Alien Nation, the wife. Oh, uh, neat. Okay, I thought she kind of yeah. looked familiar, but I didn't. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure, but yeah, no, that totally tracks. I mean, she's got kind of a Goldie Hawn look to yeah, her, I think. Yeah, she does. Yeah, uh, but that's, uh, whenever I saw Alien Nation, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's the wife from Alien Nation. So anyway, yeah. uh, next week we are watching Redemption, 
<laughs> no spoilers. Part one. <laughs> Does that mean I shouldn't read this? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's just it's a spoiler that it's a two part. Oh, okay. So they're gonna do that every season now because Best of Both Worlds was popular. Oh, okay. Successful. Um. So what we get from um, Netflix is a card that Worf is in some kind of Klingon attire. Um. It looks kind of, with his with his haircut. It looks kind of like he's in some sort of page boy outfit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I admire your honesty and value. And your um, he, it looks like he's leaving because he's in the transporter room and all of like the bridges around him. Looks like he's talking to Troy. And um, this is what we get uh, by way of a uh, summary. Uh, both Captain Picard and Lieutenant Worf must decide where their priorities lie as the Klingon Empire descends into civil war. Oh, snap. So, um, yeah. Maybe maybe he's going off to fight for the homeland. I don't know. That that is exactly what's happening. Oh, okay. I I give Netflix cards a lot of, shit, but that's a good one. Yeah. That's where we're gonna end the season because we've been foreshadowing that all. Yeah, season yeah, long, we right? have. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, it's gonna be. Yep. I mean, so does that mean? Well, I guess this is a two parter, so that yeah. Warf would have, <laughs> Warf will have to be in the next season at least once. But till then, remember. remember and- Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We've watched Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember, Rand.